All right, everybody, welcome to The Wolf Ticket. This is episode five with uh, Keech, Brendan, and our first guest, Lee Clothier. First, I want to mention our first official sponsor for one of our episodes, Revolution Winery and Kitchen. It is in Midtown on, hold on, I have this readily available. I mean, it's nice she wrote you S and 29th. S and 29th, thank you, Lee. <laughs> she actually didn't write that down. She did. It's on one of your many flashcards. You Definitely have on there. Coco gave me some flashcards to go off. Of. If you don't know um, Revolution Winery and Kitchen, it is a winery downtown. Our friend Colleen Clothier is the one and only winemaker. That's convenient. Um, it's so super convenient. Lee's, Lee's wife, huh? Lee's wife is the winemaker. So that's how bought we got my our, way on. Bought his way on. <laughs> he brought wine for us to drink during the episode, which is awesome. Um, we got two wines today. We got the 2021 Rosé of Valdiguay and the 2020 Syrah. We've already blown through. I was the, say, had, had the Rosé. <laughs> had the Rosé. We've already blown through the Rosé. Um, they're not just a winery. They're also a restaurant, very fine dining, um, SN 29th. They grow everything. All their grapes are within 50 miles of the winery um, downtown, or sorry, Midtown. And yeah. What's the difference between Midtown and Downtown? I think S Street, 16th Street. <laughs> oh, sorry. 16th oh, is that Street. what it is? There I believe go. so. I mean, I'm just, I was genuinely curious. Don't quote me on that, but I believe because it's 16th I think Street. I use them interchangeably. So right. I use them wrong. All right, boys. You have wine club facts, huh? They got wine club. They got 20 wines, 20 plus wines on tap. They have beer for the beer guys. www.rev.wine. Instagram is Revolution Wines. They have a farm to fork menu specializing in vegan and gluten free dishes. And yeah, that's more, a, more importantly, we'll just tag them in the post so that way everything that Keith just said is ready available exactly. to you online. <laughs> we don't we don't need you to try and listen, pause, re-listen to us. Just just go follow the Instagram, and uh, you'll see everything Keith was just talking. So about. we appreciate it. Our first episode sponsor, and let's get into it. We With got Lee Clothier. Lee Clothier, our first guest here. Um, we're excited to have him. It was like a no-brainer. We're going to have Lee as our first guest, so we reached out a few weeks ago. We figured five episodes in would be a good benchmark for us, probably. I, it so, isn't, it isn't. I mean, yeah. well, well, when you're shooting for the 1,000, well, five is a good benchmark. Sure, sure. Couldn't be happier to be here, fellas. Yeah. Okay. So well, we're going to talk about how we met Lee, how we both know Lee. It's very different I um, mean, from each side of us. I was going to say, sure for me, because I, I don't even remember how I met him, but you should dive in, because I you met Lee... And then we all, our friend, yes. core friend group, met Lee through Keech. So. Yeah, so I met Lee at CrossFit Loco Ocho in 2017. I was new to the gym. He had been there going, he'd been going there years since they opened. I uh, came in with a running background, so I was good at cardio, but I was weak as shit. Um, so I always admired Lee for being super strong. And But one time he said something stupid and he said he could beat me in a mile with me wearing a 20 pound weight vest. And that probably kind of like kicked off the competitive part of our relationship. So if you know anything about me, I'm probably the most competitive person on the planet. And I have two witnesses here to confirm that. And yeah, so Lee challenged yeah, me. Yeah, so I'll, I'll dive into that a little <laughs> bit. Uh, never even probably ran straight up with Keech ever before. Had no clue about how great of a runner he was. Only had done CrossFit workouts with him. And we had been pretty competitive in the gym, uh, you know, back and forth. A strong day, I might have the advantage, a little cardio day, he gets a little advantage. And we were at Friendsgiving, and the drinks were flowing. And, um, yeah, I thought, there's no way this guy could beat me wearing a weight vest running a mile. And boy, was I wrong. It wasn't even close. Wait, hold on. You Was this the same Friendsgiving? Wasn't I it? don't know. Wasn't I believe it was the same Friendsgiving, yes. The sa So, that story comes from the same time that i was going to talk about that's my first memory with you as well yes. yeah that's probably yeah, the same same, friends same friendsgiving definitely the same friendsgiving because lee was not going to be my friend he not was, from the beginning not he, from that know, night <laughs> it was definitely not it was not friendsgiving so much for me that <laughs> night period i was uh i was ready to quit being friends <laughs> i uh Tell I mean, us what happened. Yeah, I don't even tell. I want Lee's point of view because, <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'll dive in again here. Um, <laughs> lots of games of beer pong were played. Um, and as I remember it, I won a lot of those games. But one of the most memorable games, I was partnered with Keech playing against Brendan. And No, no. 
Me and Brendan and I were on the team. Sorry. You were on I think I was on James's team. And we were getting waxed. Yeah. <laughs> and Brendan was getting trolled. Yes. And uh, Keach had an opportunity to make it. <laughs> save us. And save uh, troll a troll. Give him one more shot to not be a troll. And he looked him dead in the eye and missed on purpose. And threw it out of the garage. Threw it out of the garage. Everyone laughed. Brendan spiked a beer bottle on the ground and stormed off. In the middle of In my the garage. middle of the garage, inside. And I couldn't believe that nobody punched him. Like, wait, this is... Like, is anybody going to go out there and fight this guy? Because this isn't normal behavior. And everybody tried to say, no, but this is normal behavior for him. <laughs> so, yeah, like, leaving that night, it was not, like, clear to my future that we would become such good friends, put it that way. But I have to say, this is just... It's episode five, and I think every episode, people probably listen and go, "How the hell are people still friends with me?" And I question that every day. So can't wait till like episode. Yeah. 100. Now it's a, just a really funny story. I mean, yeah. but, and but, if I saw him do it today, I would start laughing again. <laughs> I hope I wouldn't do this again. But who the hell knows? So Lee and I also bonded over uh, golf. So we used to play golf every Mondays. That was both of our days off at one point. So. That's how he also got involved with the DGA and our friend group. One of our most pivotal guys on the board. Absolutely. So we, I wanted to ask Brendan, is Lee the best golfer we know? I mean, I, I don't know. Personally, best golfer we know? I, I mean, I have to say we know Louie. I don't really know Louie. But, Louis, yeah, you're right. I've Louis, played with Louie's Louis pretty good. I mean, and I don't know. Actually, personally – as far as people go, Lee's probably the best golfer I personally He's know. Absolutely but not the best golfer I know. Okay, because well, I've played with AJ, his coworker, and AJ's a freaking animal. And Johnny, animal. Well, and Johnny, Johnny O, but mostly AJ. Is Johnny O the new Johnny English guy? Yeah. I still don't believe this guy exists. No, he exists, <laughs> I, and he hits the ball a mile. Okay, well, you know how like little kids. He also shot, shot sixty-five today. Just text me See, ten minutes this, before this, the start. This is what I'm talking about. You know, little kids, when you're a little kid, you're like, oh, mom, you know, my friend Johnny English, he's super good at all these sports and does all these things. And your mom never meets Johnny English, so she just assumes he's made up. That's Johnny English to me. I've never met the guy. I'd love to meet him. Sounds like he might be a great fourth friend for us down the road. Who he knows? could be. He could be. But. So, anyways. But, you know, to take, we just want to take a little dig at, at uh, Lee there. So, the board yeah, has seven members. Where would you... Lee, rank yourself amongst the board. If we're all playing heads up, no handicaps, everyone's just going out, top to bottom, who are you going? I want to hear it. And for those of you who don't know, we've talked about Nick. Nick's on the board. We have three other friends. We have Elliot. He lives in L.A. He's uh, mine and Nick's friend from Reading. Uh, Zach, who was in the fraternity. We've talked about him a few times. And then James, who we just referenced, who is Lee's beer pong partner the night of our Friendsgiving meeting. And it's the seven of us who make up this board. And top to bottom, who who would go first to seventh? So clear 1-1 one, one here is definitely me. <laughs> uh, straight up, no strokes. I don't think there's anyone on the board who would debate that. Who, Probably not. Who could take me down most days. If I have a bad day, sure, it, it happens. I've been very close to losing to Keach straight up many times, if not maybe even lost to him straight up one time. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm the clear one. The rest are uh, tough. It's tough for me to call because I've played a lot more golf with some people than others. Um, so I actually did a little research on this, looked at indexes, recent scores, counted some numbers here, and I got Keach as my number two, mostly because I've seen him play. I know his competitiveness in a straight-up battle. I, I like him coming out on top. Um, that's interesting. Three, three was tough. Two and three were tough. Um, because you know, three, I've only played with one time ever, but I know he's played a lot of golf. Um, at three, I got Elliot at three. That would make um, sense. I mean, Elliot's got a couple titles. He's actually got back to back or not back to back, but he's got his name on the COVID classic trophy. Yeah. Two time yeah. winner. Yeah, in our golf league, he's definitely. I'm more interested about three and four. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, so, between because so I would the, say so. So save three and four because obviously I was. Well, three's Elliot, but we're oh, so, sorry, sorry, yeah. four, four and five. five four and five. Because yeah. I think I think reality is I'm gonna be at the bottom. Yes, you're there's, seven. There's no reason I wouldn't no, be. There's, yeah. I I joined the DGA just so you know I had a reason to go golf and yeah. do degenerate things. I'm more the degenerate part of that golf association than I am the golf association. So yes. so. 
I would assume you're gonna put James at six. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. So, so now we're to the Mets. Exactly. <laughs> so it so, sounds like here's the real competition. Exactly. Who's coming in at four? So uh, four, definitely because of his recent play in the most recent tournament. Um, played pretty lights out. I got Zach at four. Oh. Uh, I played twice recently with Nick, say. and Nick has been playing very well. So it was a tough decision. Um, but I mean, I think Zach shot seventy six last tournament pretty okay. good um that's legit i, I want to say it was 76 it could have been a 79 i'm almost sure it was 76 but either one of those really good and um i think that just kind of gave him the edge but i have been playing with nick and i gotta say i played with nick i don't know two or three years ago when we went out to northridge <laughs> and um, he was god awful it was not impressive <laughs> and the last two times i played with him it was very impressive from that moment till now so uh no shame in being fifth on this board, but yeah, I got Nick at five. Okay, excellent. Probably like going to spark it. some debate. I was, oh no, it's not what it is. It's just going to give us. <laughs> it more, is what it is. It's going to give us more reasons to make fun of Nick. That's all. That's what we're here. I for. I mean, it's pretty much what we live for. All right, let's move to the degenerate segment. Oh, Brendan, man. I you know we do this week. Hey, Man U is back. That's all I want to say. Well, first, let's not I, go to Man U. I you know I want to start off. Man U is not back. They won two in a row. Two in a row. See. Because made-up friend Johnny English is a Man U fan, so I have Lee in my back pocket of knowing a little bit. They're still not in the top ten, by the way. It doesn't matter. Hey, they're not at the bottom. That's all that's important. How did you do this week? Liverpool was good. Yeah, Liverpool was great. First time in 14 matches. I I like that Lee's helping me avoid how bad (laughs) my bets were. (laughs) Because I did not bet on Liverpool. They did drop nine. But my bets were very bad. I, uh, you had a bad week. I went one and four. That's awful. And then today, the day of recording, we have live EPL soccer going on Tuesday through Thursday. And, of course, I came up one goal short from uh, winning today. So I went three and one, a little bit better, but still lost the way I bet. It's not a win. Well, I'm back, baby. Exactly. I made my fall deposit. And you I'm did. One you're for you're one. now back in. I'm back in. He's All right. back in, and, and he's one for one. one. <laughs> one for one so far. All right. So I, I got with... the rest of the games tomorrow and Thursday. So. Yeah. Started with four. One, one for one in a parlay or one for one on a no, single? Just singles. Just All right. He's, All he's, right. Still, he's still testing I'm breaking it in for college football weekend. Yeah, I which, I mean, who, we'll get to the college football stuff so, at the end yep. of this episode. So I'll save – we'll touch back on bets for that because I – I do have a massive teaser, and unfortunately, I will not be watching this weekend because I think Nick and I are going camping up in the foothills, and I don't think we'll have reception, so I'm going to miss Perfect. all of that. But, I mean, let's uh, let's dive into what's going on with the PGA Tour, though. Yeah, so a lot of changes. Um, they announced officially today. They had briefly announced some of the things last week um, in not as much detail, so we got some stuff coming in today. Um I'm not surprised, I guess is what you could say, on some of the changes. It almost seems like they're directly reacting to live golf. I mean, it makes based sense. On, yeah, 100%. Based on a lot of the things they did. So we can go down each bullet and, and touch them. So not a huge change, but starting in 2024, moves back to a calendar year instead of fiscal. More money in eight big events. That includes like the BMW. A lot of the big money events, they poured either five or ten million dollars more. So into. I believe they upped that to twelve elevated events, 12 and they've eight. even wow. named the twelve events. Even better. Um, a few of them. One, the FedEx Cup playoffs. All three of those will be labeled the elevated event. You have the Genesis, the Arnold Palmer, the Memorial. These are all ones that already fan favorites. The Dell Match Play got elevated event, which is good. That's awesome. one of my favorites. Um, yeah, so and then there's a bunch more, but you can tell some of the sponsor favorites and fan favorites are getting this elevated class. Yes, definitely. So they also announced they are going to make room in the schedule for three inter- – does this sound familiar or not? Three international no-cut limited field events. No-cut, does that sound familiar to anybody? That's what the Live Golf does. Sounds sounds familiar. Yeah. Yes. No cut at all. Honestly, They're going to take the top 50 from the FedEx Cup, the final FedEx Cup at this time of year, and a few top performers from the fall. And over the winter swing, they're going to do three events that are no cut international events. Yeah, and I like it because if you watched this weekend, 
um, I think it's 30 golfers that make it to the final weekend, correct? correct. And yes. no cuts at all? No cuts. And you saw some guys come from way back to get into the top 15, top 10, and earn some serious money where they would not have had that opportunity maybe if they got cut after one or two days. So it was really cool to see that. Max Homa, one of those guys, yep, Justin Thomas, up. clawed his way up there. Well, he was one of the top guys. You know, he didn't play his best this weekend, but still was able to have a great round on Sunday and get himself to win some real money. So, yeah, really cool to see that. So I'm excited for no-cut events, that's for well, sure. And I think the biggest thing for me is, like, the money's been there. So, like, sure, the, the <laughs> no-cut thing. just got to get it to the players. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, it is funny that it's like, okay, we'll just, just dump a bunch more money in. And yeah. it's like, so you clearly had so this money had, for years. Exactly. Oh, they knew they had the money. Yeah. And I Which, think – Go ahead. That's, that's, that's what was frustrating. That's like, frustrating because that was the point of the live tour is that these players were asking for this, not getting it, and went and found it somewhere else. And they're exactly. like, we, we have it, actually. It's yeah. been behind this door it's number one. Back pocket <laughs> we, we got it for you. Now we won't make cuts because that's all that's all they want. you know. And not that cuts don't make sense. Like I mean, you get it. But at the same time, like I said, when we did the live golf tour uh, episode – it's like it just sucks if you are a big name guy and you have a bad couple of days and you miss the weekend and you made zero dollars. And like, sure, you have your sponsorships, you have everything to fall back on, but some of them have sponsorships. No, but I'm saying big names. But yeah, because you're, you're going to buy a ticket to go see JT. See the big name. You're going to yeah. go buy a ticket to see, you know, Rory. So if those guys miss, they're okay. They can go home. They jump on their jet and they're out of there. They're yep. fine. But you know, a little guy's, you know, that sucks for him. But yeah, definitely. A uh, couple other little changes. Uh, one little change. FedEx Cup's now only January through August, so even a more condensed year. So the fall events no longer count for FedEx Cup points. Um, and one that I think is actually a big, a big notch is top 70 in the FedEx final standings are fully exempt the following year. Because what a lot of the live guys wanted was guaranteed money. Guaranteed this, exemption. This doesn't guarantee you money, but it guarantees you a full exemption on the PGA Tour. You can play as many events as you want. Oh, okay. So you have a, at least a chance. You make the cut, you make some money. So top and 70, get a full exempted year the following year. They have um, updated some of these things even more. So there's now uh, fully exempt tour members will get half a million dollars every year fully guaranteed. Oh, yes. I forgot about so that So if part. you're fully exempt, as in you've won a tour event and your tour card cannot be taken away, you're guaranteed half a million dollars every year. That's great. Now, that means if you make $600,000 in tour earnings, the PGA Tour only pays you $100,000. you have already earned $500,000. If you make 100000 the PGA Tour writes you a check at the end of the year for 400000 Great. Um, so I think their goal, I think the new goal is everyone wants to be top 70. Yeah. If you yeah. don't win, you must you, be in the you top You got to get that full exemption because you're guaranteed a half million dollars to start every season, and you can win much more on top of and that. You can and enter into 30 events instead exactly. of 15 or whatever. And non-exempt players, so that means players who uh, might be rookies. So you're a rookie on tour. You're not fully exempt. You haven't won. Um, you are playing for your tour card. You're going to get five grand every event just for showing up, basically. Which is great because it covers, covers your travel, travel hotel. hotels, any of that. Um, I think there might be a little bit more guaranteed money than that, but you're guaranteed at least five grand every event you play in. So you miss the cut, they hand you five grand, you go home. You make the cut, you made more than five grand, you're good. Yeah. No worries. Everyone's happy on that end. It's still not enough for those guys, but it's a starting point, and I think we'll see that grow and grow each year exponentially yeah, as this gets better and better. Yeah. And I think that's all the live tour did was put pressure on the PGA. Like, and the live tour knew the PGA would react something like this they knew they were going to have to keep players because as they announced today a bunch of big names left yeah yeah the number they, two player in the world left today the interesting question now is if the pga tour gets the same money that the live tour players are getting and maybe it won't ever get to that extent but are those guys want to come back or will be they will they be allowed to come back it sounds like the pga tour is giving hard nose on hard that. pass hard bro. pass you're not coming back and that's what will be tricky, I think, uh, in golf in the next three, four years is if there can be some sort of agreement between the tours or is it going to be all-out war? Somebody's going to win. I Who need knows? a Ryder Cup that's versus <laughs> PGA versus Liv. Yes. That's all I yes. want. Gonna, I mean, how, well, how many holes do they play? <laughs> and do they shotgun <laughs> Great start? question. Do they shotgun start or tea times? Oh, yeah. 
Um, each one of them gets one to day, pick yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one day of each. I like. One day of each, yeah. But the thing is, uh, you know, so the number two is that Cam Smith. Cam Smith. So Cam Smith, number Des- two, he just won the. He decided. Open. He decided to leave. He because left. I, I didn't hear that. He's out today. It was the announcement. Now that the season is over, yeah. and he couldn't have been exempt from any money he would have won. In so this he final push, smart. He so he grabbed all his money, grabbed all his money, then grabbed another money. bag, and then, and then <laughs> moved on. Yeah, it was bigger. But, bag. It's a, yeah, but so Cam Smith's going to be one where it's confusing, right? Like what you were, Lee was just talking about with the coming back, because you know Dustin Johnson, Phil, those guys, they don't give a shit. They're yeah, not, they're not trying to come back. Yeah, and not uh, definitely not to say that Dustin Johnson uh, is washed up by any means. He's definitely still one of the greatest golfers in the world, but. Um, he so, hasn't won a major in a few years. Brooks Kepka hasn't won a major, hasn't really competed in a major. Yeah. I mean, maybe a few flashes yeah. here and there, but maybe he saw the writing on the wall. He doesn't want to play as much golf. He's going to make a money grab and go. Get that last contract. You know, I can't speak for him. I think he's kind of one of those guys that you talk about when competition's on the line, he can just focus in and get, get the job on. done. He turns sure. it on. So he might always be – a contender, but he uh, also doesn't like to play golf. And yeah, he he likes, I think play. he likes to play with a supermodel wife and <laughs> hop on his yacht and travel around the and world. And he has and, more time to do that. And now. now he can do that a lot more. And sure, hands down to him. I don't know that I, you know, I wouldn't make the same choice. And, good, good and for I him. think if you have the legacy that you're not going to catch Tiger, you're not going to catch you know Jack, you're not going to catch those guys. Why do you care? You know, go get paid. You know, have you won a couple majors? Do you feel good about your career? Of course, go get paid. Even Cam Smith, you just won the Open. Go get and paid. the players yeah, he, in the same he, year. He was one that was a little tough to see for me. So young, so talented, all, his whole career Sweet in front mullet. of him. Sweet <laughs> mullet. Can't, I mean, geez, the, the sponsors that are going to roll in for that mullet are you know, probably <laughs> knocking down his door. Um, yeah, hey, that one was uh, uh, big bucks. LA Lux has got a lot of money. <laughs> Saudi oil or LA Lux? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was, you know, I get it. It's a lot of money. Um, but, yeah, if you ha- want to be known as the greatest in the world, you got to play on the greatest tour in the world. Yeah. Once. Right now, that's still the PGA Tour. Because no one who played in the CFL is ever going to be like, oh, man, he won 12 Grey Cups. No one cares. Yes. They're not no one knows what a great I'm not even sure what you're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> Too hard of a pivot. But, <laughs> but, but I think the FedEx the FedEx Cup final that just happened was exactly what the PGA Tour needed and wanted. They had two of the top golfers in the world battling it out down to the wire, Scotty Scheffler and Rory. Rory, the biggest proponent against live golf ends up winning coming from behind and winning almost a storybook ending. it was like storybook like it was supposed to be that for way the pga tour for the pga tour so i are, think they're are gonna you guys be saying it's rigged no are you guys saying <laughs> hashtag not, not rigged hashtag not rigged <laughs> hashtag it good good story it was a Got great it. good story, great story. Good story Rory. there you go good I, story, like, Rory. I like it yeah yeah he came back and beat the number one player in the world for the FedEx Cup Championship for $18 million. Great for him. Yeah, I mean, I love Scotty Scheffler. I've told Keach this before. I love that he looks like a guy who's never played golf before. <laughs> Said, hey, this looks fun. Can I try it? And went out and beat the entire world. Um, but, man, he puked on himself on Sunday. Yep. Um, I was hoping – I kind of saw Rory took the lead at one point. And Scheffler, I think, stripes his tee shot. And I said, man, maybe he just needed that fire lit. And he kind of claws his way back up. We get a playoff. That'd be exciting. Didn't happen. Continue to puke on himself. Um, that 18th hole was still a disaster for both of them. Uh, luckily, there's a grandstand there for Rory. Exactly. And uh, we we don't have to, you know, we didn't get to see a playoff, I should say. But, uh, yeah, exciting end of the season. And, yeah, you couldn't ask for it better. The two biggest names on tour battling out with on the 18th hole with a chance to go to a playoff. I mean, really, it was... It was that close. Yeah, it was that close. So, yeah. good, good season, good end of the season. Looking forward to some crazy stuff in the off season, and yeah, that's golf. It's definitely golf. Well, let's pour us another shot. Uh, what shot of wine? Glass no. of wine. Yeah, let's pour another glass of wine. Got it. All right, so we're on to the Syrah. Cheers, boys. I like it. And for those of you don't know. We've run with this running joke that Keech is the producer of this podcast. That's actually not a joke. That's real. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's just single-handedly making this thing happen. And I've referred to myself as the talent. It's the only time in my life I've been re- 
transferred to his talent, and I'm running with it. Uh, so we got ourselves these sick-ass coffee mugs, and uh, Lee's drinking out of the guest one. Mine uh, says guest. So <laughs> Hey, that's an accurate uh, yeah, portrayal it is, of what you it want. Is yes. accurate. I don't know how much talent is uh, sitting to my right, but that's what his cup says. But yeah. how much producer sitting to your lots, left? Lots of producer to the left here. Lots of exactly. production going. Cheers, guys. Tonight's for sure. But, uh, yeah, so we got these sick-ass mugs, though. That's the biggest thing. So, like, you know, standard to our podcast of being authentic, we're drinking wine out of some coffee mugs because why not? But uh, tomorrow night is our fantasy football draft. And, again, I think, Lee, you came in, like, third or fourth. You were up there. First year last year, and you have to remind us what you finished. Yeah, right um, I don't know my official standings after last year, but I did make it to the semifinals, and I believe um, the winner, Gabe Comenti and Jonathan Taylor, steamrolled me in the semifinals. <laughs> and I remember thinking, going into watching the Indianapolis Colts, I want to say it was a Sunday or Monday night game, I still got a chance to win. And Jonathan Taylor goes for like 160 yards and three touchdowns, and that was the end of that. But yeah, had a great season. Um, started off slow, made an epic trade that was uh, criticized widely throughout the league, um, and it turned out to rocket ship my team into like six straight wins. Makes the playoffs, gets a little heat, wins a couple games, all the way to the semis. Really felt that I had the momentum to go all the way. It just fell a little short. Ran into a buzzsaw. So. Uh, that's how I remember it. Uh, hey, that's hey, rose-colored lenses, man. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't remember how the season ended because you know if you aren't playing in the playoffs, who gives a shit? So I genuinely don't remember how that playoffs. Season, yeah, playoffs. Yeah, Keech is just happy he didn't come in last for the fifth row, fifth year. No, row. that would have been not fifth in a row. <laughs> But at least three or four. No, uh, it wouldn't even been in, in a row. There were there was a lot of there, there was, was a, lot a year of, before the Christian McCaffrey. Debacle. You're debacle right. You're right. You're right. I was one of the top guys. And will that debacle keep taking place this year? Big fantasy football line story. I mean, McCaffrey. He, is he a keeper? Is, is he, he not? not? Well, definitely. Do you take him high? Do, I think, you, do you not? I think Nighthawk, our friend uh, of Cool Beer Works, uh, he is our 12th pick tomorrow. And keeping McCaffrey at 12 is a smart move. I think so. That's, yes. that's kept him at, for a 12th pick? No, yeah, no. He, at, 12th pick of he the first the round. Yeah. Pick of the, Oh, yeah, keeps, gotta, him, keeps him as a yeah, first rounder. That's a pretty good first round. I think pick. that's a first but, good first round pick. But what scorns Keech is, I think this is the same spot where Keech passed on him when he took Le'Veon Bell. Was, and I got to keep him for like a twelfth that year. So, whatever. Uh, yeah. Either way. Either I'm way. Between Le'Veon Bell and Christian McCaffrey, they neither one of them played a lot of uh, real football for a few <laughs> years. Well, Le'Veon well, Bell stopped playing football. Exactly. Well, I mean, Keech, are you going to take Bell this year? You you do have the 10th pick. You no, know, I was thinking more like that. Sean Alexander or Sha- something. Sean Alexander? That's a good one. He's a sleeper for sure. Grace Holmes? Is he I, still a thing? I, I think uh, T.O. might be up when you... Uh, Ooh, T.O. Yeah, might be available. I don't know if you saw, he just ran a 40 against some pretty fast guys. Of course at, he did. And he's like, I don't know. In his late 40s, 40s. He's, he's, no, he's forty. He's in his forties. In his forties, ran the forty. He looked pretty fast. He he played on that Eagles team against Tom Brady when Tom Brady was a child. So he's got to be older than Tom. How old did you guys say he was? He's got to be forty-three. Lee, uh, Lee said late thirties at one yeah, point. Yeah, no, he did. He's I, forty-eight. I started oh late thirties. It was late forties. Good for him. He's almost half a century. Good for him. Almost forty-nine. Can you look up what his most recent forty time was? Because he ran it. It was very public. He raced some fast guys, Dude, him, and he dusted them. It just them. says sub 4-5. Him and Ocho Cinco just keep doing weird stuff. It's Yeah, like, it's weird, but, man, that's fast you, for a yeah, 50-year-old. Well, that's fast, fast for, for a 20-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, you took T.O. on the street with me. T.O. is always in the best shape of yeah. most people. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, good, I'm taking him with whatever pick I have. But Lee actually has the fourth pick tomorrow. So, uh you know, it, uh, it's going to be interesting because we do do a keeper league, so everyone gets to keep his pick. So our buddy Ian, Ian uh, of Beer Fray that we mentioned a couple episodes ago, he is the only one outside of McCaffrey who's going to lose the first-round pick. So technically, we sitting there at the third with some good options. I mean, who do, who do you think you're taking? Are you going to keep, like, Alvin Kamara? Are you going to Stefan Diggs? Wait, first of all, who was your keeper? My keeper was Justin Jefferson, and I lose my second round pick for him. And he wouldn't have uh, been there on the. On he the would snake? not have been there on the on, second round. Yeah, he's not going to be in a, in a 
in, in a PPR 12 man in a PPR 12 man league, league to well, get him at two. I'm, I'm happy with that. I think that he uh, has a very good potential to be the number one wide receiver this year. Ooh, that's a reach. Maybe number two. I mean, you think he's better than Devontae Adams? I think that he could. He has. He has the chance Who's to be. Who's Devonte Adams' quarterback? Uh, uh, also, hold on, rest. Hold on. He's, <laughs> Thank you. He, no, I heard from Devonte Adams. Fucker. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, you're right. We did reference him as that mother. <laughs> we were speculating that Tom Brady was referring to him as that motherfucker. Yeah, he definitely was. He definitely was. But yeah. Devonte Adams also said he went from a Hall of Famer to a Hall of Famer. So, why does he have a Hall of Famer uh, lineman or something? I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's another quarterback on that roster. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, yeah, Justin Jefferson, I think, you know, high hopes for him. <laughs> I think he's valuable right at that, you know. So, who are you taking in the first? Uh, it's you don't want to give air. that away. Yeah, we got to see who falls in front of me, you I'm, know. I mean, um, I kind of want to know because I'm a couple behind you. So yeah, I, you I'm know, I'm like 14 picks behind you. So just tell it's me tough, now. you know, hard, like go wide receiver heavy. Yeah, what, I just just hammer the wide receiver so slot. take Devontae. Maybe, right? you know, I'd probably say Diggs over Devontae, but. Um, Everything you do is weird. You know, yeah, and, I can't, and it I, pays I, off. I, but yeah. if I was taking a running back, you know, Najee Harris has really sparked my interest in the offseason. I think the Steelers are gonna have to run a lot. Who's behind you way. in the in the draft? Logan. So he's in. Who does Logan want? Who does Logan? Yeah, want? I'll take him. I, so <laughs> that I, guy. I don't want that guy. I, I've, I've been drafting with Logan. Who you know? Honestly, can you get access to his Excel spreadsheet? I mean, so <laughs> you know that. <laughs> no. So a couple years back, actually, this is a great story. A couple years back, we drafted at this local bar up in Roseville. We did a live draft inside this. Just awesome say the name of the bar. No, we don't. We don't speak. To. Just like we don't speak of her name, we don't speak of that bar. It's all just like it's all. Well, everyone will know anyway. It's kind of like Hogwarts and Voldemort. We just don't say them. But uh, anyway, moving on. Logan shows up to this draft with his laptop and a highlighted, color-coded spreadsheet, and then still was drafting wrong. He was picking players <laughs> that were already off the board. And what do we what do we make you do if you took a player that was already drafted? Take a shot. You had to take a shot. I felt bad because Logan has five fucking kids. It's a shame we can't do that anymore with the draft on the phone thing. I mean, but well, tomorrow, I mean, we're gonna be the three of us will be live drafting with Logan. Actually, funny enough, Logan yeah. is gonna come join us. We're gonna go to a spot here in Arden, uh, Mark and Monica's Pizza Place. Funny enough, Ian told us last Saturday because we golf. Lee and I golf with Ian, and. Ian was telling us his girlfriend in high school worked at Mark and Monica's. So it's a staple. It's a staple. It's a staple of the Arden Arcade. Yeah, uh, and on that same Logan um, front, I, I met him at last year's draft, the first time meeting him in person. And similar to this year, um, I, don't, I can't remember if he drafted in front of me or behind <laughs> me, but in a snake draft, one of a, one of you drafts in front of the other, and then the next round it's it flips. Yeah. And we didn't speak to each other the entire draft. <laughs> After the draft, he walks up to me. He goes, "Every time you were in front of me, you took someone on my list." And I was like, "God damn it, same way." So, so tomorrow it'll be the same thing. And then midseason, our teams made a big trade, and both of us ended up going oh, so deep he, into the playoffs. Logan was the trade guy, huh? Logan was the one I made the trade with. No, I no, traded, no, traded away me. Travis Kelsey, and it was highly oh, criticized. That's what it was. Yes. And both of us ended up going deep into the playoffs. It was a you know a good trade for both sides as it turned out hindsight 2020 and it's just turns out this year again we will be doing the same battle i draft in front of him in the first round brendan then we will be snake drafting Tra- change the draft order okay yeah that, i'm gonna yeah. shuffle it <laughs> so collusion actually yeah. we kicked logan out it's, after the first year it's, we'll more, like, it's more like great minds think alike <laughs> we'll just and, kick him out the uh, day before the draft you know we got our players in the wrong order so we just needed to flip the teams a little bit and fair enough you guys sure just, enough hey, we, fair, is we, fair. Hey, fair is fair yeah but uh, sticking with football, I mean, the fantasy football stuff's fun, but it is college football week one this weekend. It's week one, baby. Week back. one. I, I mean, I wish that we were at – because I, I won't call it public house. It's not public house downtown Sacramento. It's it is, Firestone. It's Firestone. And the best part is if I try to Uber there, it will not take me. I'll probably end up at a tire joint or some place that's owned by Firestone. I have no idea. But that bar will forever be Firestone. So it's a bummer that this weekend I won't be with Keach at Firestone. We'll have to find a weekend. Maybe we record live from there somehow. I don't. We'll figure that out. But we do have college football. Yes. So we got a couple. Uh, we got three games that I chose 
three. You have three, huh? I have three that are big time soft. games. Well, I have two that are really good games. Basically, basically, what it means is we don't ha- we are don't have to go a weekend without football for quite some time. Oh, it's it's yeah, still in, baby. Very exciting. Till the second weekend of February. Yes, this is this starts is great. Now. This is great. Well, it starts with competitive greatest, football. Greatest time of the year. Yeah, I mean, and you got Christmas. Yeah, you got, you got things. You got, you got a lot good, of things that happen in between food. now and then, but football being back. It's electric. Yes, it is. So, first game I picked was Georgia-Oregon. Okay. Two ranked teams. Um, I don't see how Oregon stays in this at all. I mean, Georgia's defending national champion, but even if they weren't, they were going to be the runner-up to Alabama. So, they are favored by 17.5. Yeah. I don't. I see okay, them. But hold on, hold on. I need it's a lot of points. I need you to tell me who, who do you think they? How much do you think they clear by? I think it's going to be closer to seventeen than we think. Okay, perfect. Because I bet this sick ten. Yeah, your <laughs> thing is ten weird. big teaser. Yeah, and you tease, so the points are all different. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if we if we keep it within seventeen, I win. I picked. I'm picking Georgia to win by fourteen or more. Which I know gives me Perfect. leeway. So, so you're taking Oregon to cover. Oh, the Oregon 17. gets 25 in my. Oh, because of oh, the teaser. They get the, oh, so yeah. we have an 11 point window there. Oh yeah. I think and what yeah. This is good news for both you guys. It That's is. what I'm saying. But I also said pick the under in this game. This un- this is not going over 53. Really? No chance. I mean, Oregon cannot score on Georgia. I just I, so and I, Georgia and will I not score a lot because they didn't have a tune up game. I haven't given up on Oregon being that Ducks team that just was flying. No, that was 10 years ago. We're, yeah, we've moved on. I know. Pac-12 sucks. Wait, is Matt Leinert gone? Uh, yes. Pac-10. <laughs> that was a different school. Are we back, to, are we back to the Pac-10 <laughs> now? Whatever pack it is. <laughs> <laughs> what pack are we at? Yeah, what's the problem? What, what kind is of it vintage anymore or is it real? So the game that's pissing me off the most this week, Ohio State versus Notre Dame, do not put a fucking two seed, two rank against a five rank, and then favor them by 17 and a half points. Oh, okay. So Why the fuck? Fuck are they ranked five then? Notre Dame is way overranked every year, as always. But they so don't play Ohio anybody. State. No, because right. I gotta say it is nice to have that a two versus a five playing week one because, because yeah, it's not you don't really see that five. very often. It's, it's not really a five. five. Exactly, you can't call it's them like a five. A, it's like a fourteen. So maybe they rank them as five just to well, just to pump up the hype. But Florida got a three point spread. And they're like 37? It's, yeah. They're 37, playing 35? Playing, playing a top 10 team. Yeah. So explain that when you're saying Notre Dame's a five. But anyways, just saying, don't give me a two versus five and make the two a 17 and a half point underdog because that is just ridiculous. I think Ohio State wins, obviously. They're going to cover the 17.5. Oh, no. I actually think. Oh, I ran that back. Hold on. I think Notre Dame is going to backdoor cover. I think it's still going to be considered a blowout in my mind, but I think like a late touchdown or field goal for no reason covers the points. Covers the points, and it's going to hit the over. What is it? Seventeen again? Seventeen and a half. Just a lot of points. Yeah, a lot of points. Seventeen is a lot of points. Seventeen is a lot of points. If Notre Dame wants to step up, they aren't losing by seventeen. If you only bet NFL, seventeen and a half is a lot. But if you bet college like we do, seventeen and a half is a lot. I took a lot of I took a lot of favorites because. I, so it's first week. They're favorites listen, for a reason. Jim Harbaugh forgot he's not coaching against Pete Carroll anymore. Yeah, fuck Jim Harbaugh. But he stole he stole the line out of his playbook because and they're With both. That said, I'm going to grab some more wine. They're both idiots. So they both said, "Hey, we have two number one quarterbacks." I'm sorry, Michigan. You don't. You don't have two number one quarterbacks. But he thinks he does, and he said, "Jim Harbaugh said I got two number one quarterbacks." So I was about saying Michigan has two number one quarterbacks. Oh yeah, and so did Pete. Pete said that in the NFL. But back to college football real quick, because take Michigan for the next two games. If you've got two kids trying to prove themselves, and they get the elite schools of Colorado State and the University of Hawaii, those are going to be some Michigan blowouts. As much as I hate Michigan, those are going to be some Michigan blowouts. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. They're yeah, definitely going to blow them out. I yeah. told you they're not losing. They're not going to have a competitive game to week seven when they play. I think it's like Michigan State or something. Oh, no. So hammer Michigan the first six weeks. So six weeks. At least, <laughs> the, first, at least the first four. Well, yes. and actually, I think you sent me the stats. It's like they win like 45 to four and like all these crazy The last numbers. few years, yes. Oh, the it's first like two or three games have always Dumb been. scores. But right. they should. They're freaking Michigan. 
there's a lot of college football coaches and teams that win like their first seven games of the year, and All then the their record after that is very bad. And it's, it's like for eight, a reason. Eight and four. Right? Yeah, it's for a reason. Um, last game, I obviously picked Florida at Utah because Utah's a ranked team. We're hosting. Gators are hosting oh, Utah in Florida. Absolutely. Well, that must be where they got three. They're getting only three, or they're getting three. Overset at fifty-one. I actually picked Utah to cover. Oh, uh, they're going to cover their two and a half, three points. So you're expecting a close game. I'm expecting a close game, but I think Utah will still win by their really team. yes. And I, I'll give you my reasons. Okay. I don't think the Mormons travel well, but okay. They're not Mormons. That's BYU. I mean, they're still Mormons. It's Utah. Mm, okay. Dry state. Dry state. Dry state. Dry state. <laughs> Hashtag dry state. <laughs> so Gators have a new head coach. They don't know what they're doing yet. Utah is returning 18 starters on both offensive and defensive side of the balls, and they barely lost to Ohio State in the Rose Bowl last year with 18 of their starters returning. I don't see how Florida can beat them. I think Florida has a lot of talent, obviously, because it's the Gators, and they're sponsored basically by Gatorade. So they will keep it close, but they'll end up losing probably by 7 or 10, but it'll go over. It's going to be a score of like 35 to 30 or something. Again, if they lose by 10, that'd be perfect. As long as Keach is right about these predictions, I'm great. I'm Cherry. Yeah. I'm winning this teaser because I took I'll, Florida. I'll bet them all. I'll bet them all. I'll bet them all. <laughs> we'll bet them all. Yeah. Like I said, Hammer, Michigan, I don't really care about much else because Colorado State's going to be trash. We already said Pac-12 or Pac-10, whatever they are. Pac-46, it doesn't Pac-10, matter. Pac-10, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Pac- soon to be Pac-8. Pack, Whatever you want to call it. not going to work here much longer anyway. <laughs> <Pack> <laughs> not going to be here anymore. Yeah. So that's our first college football opening weekend preview. We'll probably preview three to five games each week, depending know, on I'm who's gonna, ranked. I'm going to have to come back on Monday and watch so much college football. Oh, no. Oh, no, yeah. Poor you. Worst case well, I, can't, I can't have Tuesday you telling me all about these games. Yeah. So. so let me give one more shout-out to Revolution Wines as our episode five, episode 5 sponsor. Uh, Revolution Wines in Midtown on 29th and S. They are a restaurant as included in the winery, Revolution Winery and Kitchen. 20-plus wines on tap. Yes, they tap a lot of the, all their wines, also for sale by bottle. Have beers for the bros if you don't want to get uh, girly with your wife or girlfriend when you take them on a date there. If you go, let us know in the comments on our Instagram posts, and we'll also tag them on our page. I can vouch for it. I think uh, the food there is exceptional. At one time, Keech, I got a great story about the vegan vegan lasagna. (laughs) Go ahead and tell the vegan lasagna story. So Keech walks up to Colleen uh, at the gym and goes, I got to tell you, I had the lasagna at Revolution last night, and it's the best lasagna I've ever had in my life. Colleen goes, oh, the vegan lasagna. He goes, no, 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 it wasn't vegan. It was just regular old lasagna, and it was the best I've ever had. She said, that's funny because we don't offer regular lasagna. <laughs> the lasagna we have is a vegan lasagna. And Keach goes, oh, no, am I vegan? Am I vegan? <laughs> <laughs> and it was a great story. And, uh, you know, it, I think we've probably all had the vegan lasagna after that. Again, uh, their food is excellent. They have vegan options. And uh, they're women-owned and operated, which is a cool note to – to think about and uh yeah midtown you you can't go wrong i i would argue that if you're just taking a a burger versus burger opportunity i think they have one of the best burgers in all of town great burger i mean it's a it's a can't can't miss burger that's that was sure. they also have a good steak great steak yeah Real new york i get Unfortunately, it all the time. it's a vegan steak Keech, we just haven't <laughs> had the hardest <laughs> <steak>. <laughs> <laughs> we want to tell Keech it's actually a vegan steak it's made out of tofu but we don't have the hard to tell him. haven't, haven't broken to him yet <laughs> so, he's truly a vegan i know meat that's great meat uh, do you know meat huh? oh, yeah. <laughs> all right Say less, huh? All right, but, let's go to our last topic. Okay, so last week you guys had to have heard the list of our favorite five movies uh, related to football. And this week we thought, since it's our first guest and our official third friendly, uh, and by the way, we say third friendly, it's not, there's no ranking. There's not, he's not like, it's not one through three. Because I don't so want I can Ke- still be two. No, no, you're, you're probably one because I don't want Keach to have one. So that's the thing is I'd, I'd rather... I'd rather let Keech's ego take a hit, and you can be one. I'll take three. I have no problems with this. So, Keech, you're stuck in the middle. But uh, either way, it'd be fun to do our top three sports trios of all time. Mm. And I want to kick this off because, like I told Lee when I was staging this, there's no wrong answers. 
because it can be whatever you want. It can. It doesn't have to be just players. It can be player coaches. It can be whatever. It can be whatever you want. And I'm going to be so goddamn biased. I'm going to let you know right out the gates. I already know one of yours. Oh, yeah? Who's number one then? Something with the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Are we starting with one or oh, are we starting I'm, with three? I'm going with number one right out the gates because it is the best trio of all Tom time. Brady, Gronk. No, no, he wasn't there. Well, he was there, but he was hurt. Aaron it was, Hernandez. It was Tom Brady, Randy Moss, Wes Welker, 2007. You were one Welker catch away from having an undefeated season. You were one bubblegum Tyreek. What's his name? No, David no, no, Tyree. No, no. David Tyree's helmet catch. catch. But just to be uh, clear, how many championships did that trio win? Yeah, that's a great question, Lee. It's irrelevant. It's about the talent. So, oh, well, Lee, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> but doesn't Winnie dedicate talent? Or no? Hey, leave me alone. Okay, then fine. That transitions to my second. <laughs> that My second is because they win a lot. And what I enjoy about them is they all came up together. All original players of that team. Is it the Warriors? Oh, it's Clay, yeah. Steph, Steph, and Draymond. And Draymond. Got to be number two for me. I can't debate that. And then number three is just because of fireworks, just because of the hype, just because of everything. I'm sticking with basketball. It's LeBron, D-Wade, and Bosh. I know it's not – and Lee's already shaking his head, but it's mostly because I don't even know what Chris Bosh really did for that trio. <laughs> but, but other he than got show, rebounds. Yeah, other than show up, I guess. But D-Wade and LeBron were electric. And I love that D-Wade just always kind of usurped LeBron and kind of tried to humble him the whole time he was there. So I love that for my big three. My All right, Lee, redeem us because no, that no, was no, like no. the worst. Really? Okay, you want me to go three to one or one to three? Yes, okay. three to one. Okay, three to one. Um, <laughs> I'll just cards on the table, as Keach likes to say. I wrote down five options here. And okay. I'm going to just go from my gut right now. Okay, um, pick them. I think my number three is um, Tim Duncan, Tony Park- Parker, and Monty Ginobili. I mean, they won four championships. That is a good they one. They were one Ray Allen shot so away from five, five. which yeah. would have also knocked LeBron and that trio back down to one championship, um, which it's hard. You know, I, I looked at that trio, and it was really hard to even give them honorable mentions. They really won um, two out of four <laughs> and were broken up after four years. After claiming they were going to win seven or like eight, like I said, it was fun. It was electric for the the short time period where you thought they were going to be great, or just when they opened. Um, it. It's just when they yeah, took it I don't off. know. My next, my you know, I'm going to go uh, next. I'm going to go. I'm going to play a little home favorites. I'm going to save my home team for last. And second, I'm going to go Jordan Pippen and Rodman. So okay. three championships there. You know, um, the only bias I would say is that Michael Jordan probably could have had almost anybody running with them and won. But I think Pippen and Rodman were pretty good players. They made a great trio, and they won a lot together. I think Pippen would disagree, though. And my last my last one is uh, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, mm. and Roger Craig. They won four championships Who together. Who Roger Craig? They basically dominated the 90s. Um, and, yeah, that, it, Listen, it's tough. Grandpa, we don't remember the 90s. I know that right. <laughs> this might be reaching into the past, but one of the greatest football teams of all time in that era. And, uh, okay, yeah. To be fair, Lee, I did have Joe Walsh. I had Walsh, Rice, Montana as, as an honorable as mention. A, as an option yeah. for mine. Yeah. But, I, like so, I said, the okay, shock I, value, the electricity – like you just said, LeBron came out. He had his announcement. ESPN covered him for like a week. And then he came out and he said, I'm going to win four. I'm going to win five. Not and they, six, not and sure. how many did they win? No, no. It's, it's the electric. How could they be the best? The electric. The electric. <laughs> I don't really the care about factor it. is there. But the winning factor is what we care about when we talk about the greatest trios of all time. Fair enough. And maybe you want to save honorable mentions to the end or you want me to – so my two other honorable mentions was also Curry, Thompson, and Draymond. Okay. I just am yeah. a Warriors hater, so I won't ever pick them. <laughs> um, but the other one was Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, and Gary Player. That's a great one. Um, but they, they, they ushered they, – they weren't a trio as in the same team, but they were the biggest names in golf in their time. They dominated the sport. They ushered in a new era of sport that brought us Tiger Woods. Okay. Um, and you got to, you know, you got to tip be, your hat again. I'm going to, I'm aging myself talking about 
old players, but you know they 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 were friends. They competed hard against each other. They made golf popular. Each one of them did it differently, and they dominated the sport and brought it into the spotlight. And I guess if we're talking about fun trios, then it should have been like Ricky Spieth and somebody no, else. Because they're not because, a trio. No, but we're just oh, yeah, yeah. They were. Well, yeah, I heard that. Just, I heard that. There were no wrong answers. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. There were no wrong answers. They're, they're known as the big three of golf. That was, they would fit perfectly into a trio. Yeah, I mean, it would have been more fun to not have, you know. Basketball the, teams? No, who was the last guy you said? It was Jack, Arnold, and who? Gary Player. Gary Player? Yeah, you should have done, like, Tiger. Like, what? No, they, they're, you're not getting it. I, yeah. What? It, they it, played it, in the same era. Tiger era. played in a different era. Okay. Tiger didn't really compete against Jack and Arnold Palmer. Yeah, These three competed against each other. It's what. Like we it just said, brought, there's no wrong answers. You could have you you, done that. There could be some ambiguity but, to it. Yeah, all right, let me know. give you my list. Oh, let's hear it. It's going to be terrible. But, all right, go no, ahead. No, it's actually not that far off of Lee's. Oh, okay, so got it. So number three, I went Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili. Four titles, Spurs. They were good. Can't deny. We'll move on. Number two, Johnny Moxon, Tweeter, <laughs> and Billy Bob. That was a good team. They won the district championship <laughs> without their starting quarterback. And uh, I mean, they did. I mean, uh, yeah. And without their coach. And Literally, not a coach. No coach. And but, what's his name with crutches was coaching yeah, in the fourth quarter uh, or halftime. Of course, you don't remember him. Oh. Just like the coach. Greatest oh. movie of all time. Can't remember the first <laughs> blues. Anyway, so Johnny Mox, Tweeter, and Billy Bob won a district championship without a head coach in the second half, and their Johnny Mox's Lance Harbor could have done without him. Lance Harbor, <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, number one was Jordan Pippen and Robin. Okay. Yep. I mean, how do you go? Against I mean, that? to be fair, the day before we started this podcast, we were talking about who's the best Pippen, and it was uh, or who's the best Robin, right? We were talking about. Who is the best Robin? So is Pippin a Robin? Because does yes. Clay? Pippin's a Robin. Clay's a Robin. You think Clay's a Robin? Yeah. I mean, he didn't win MVP. Steph Curry did. Got it. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I, you know, there was some compelling arguments at that best Robin. Um, yeah. And, you know, depending on who you talk to, Jordan is a better Batman than Steph Curry. Yeah, that's what you were saying. I think you were saying. So maybe Clay's a better Robin than Pippin? Yeah. Or because maybe it's the other Or because way. he's got to be better because yeah. he doesn't have as good of a Batman. Like Who knows? Fuck, Batman's going to fuck this up. I better be better. I better step up. Or I'm going to die. <laughs> well, I mean, it all depends on who you're playing. I mean, yeah. kind of seems like, you know. Seems like a different. Uh, we're not talking about trios if we're talking about Robin. Exactly. exactly. But either way, we're a great trio. I'm glad you were our first guest. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Couldn't Had a great time. A better guest for our first guest. And uh, hope to see you back soon. Anytime. All right, boys. Cheers one more time. Yep. Lee, thanks for coming. All right, buddy. This was the Wolf Ticket, Episode 5. Toodles. <laughs>